Welcome another edition, another episode of Creative Blocks with me, Jeremy Beam, here this week with this guy, comedian, host of Hats Off, Gloves Off, wow. good friend, so kind. Mitchell Phillips. Hey, oh my gosh. Welcome, man. How you doing? Mitchell Mitchell welcome again. At Mitchell Phillip. Already given, uh, follow him. Already, we're already yeah, we're jumping straight to We're pretty the, conjoined. Uh, yeah. Any tours coming up? We're just going to go ahead and get into that. No, you can follow. Yeah, no, no. Follow me, and I'm I'm be all around the, uh, the central southern part yeah. of the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, we do it backwards here. <laughs> 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 all right, man. Welcome again. You know, I've actually had Mitchell on before. Round two. Uh, and he was actually uh, helping me test this out in a uh, few months ago on a pilot. I'm a success story. So I was a guinea pig that survived. Yeah. Science. Yeah. So. And I'm welcome back. Welcome back. Back man. to tell the tale. So creative blocks, you know it. You know the scheme. Every week, we break down creative blocks, whether that's strategies or difficulties I that love you the might idea. have. Yeah, I love it. While playing with Legos, yeah, you see around you, man. Yeah, for sure. So you're definitely. It's also not only like is it a fun podcast to do, but you make me want like we talked about this before we recorded. That it makes me upset that my parents didn't love me because yeah. I would also have liked to play with your Legos when I was playing with Legos. At the, I mean, at the core of this podcast, it's really getting to know my guests and their childhood and how either neglected or privileged they were, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into that. So Shoot. your parents didn't love you, right? Shoot. <laughs> there we go. We're getting, ah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so. so we've got some changes since the last time you've been on, man. Your little uh, pink bin, my yellow bin here. Yeah. These are the really small pieces that'll get lost in this bin of big pieces. Yeah, of course. They sink to the bottom like chips. Uh, exactly, man. And the microphone loves digging through this bin looking for a little one piece. Got your f you got your basis, and then this uh, lovely lady here contains all of our little Lego guys. The icing on the cake. Well, I don't like that he's on your side then. Uh, she is. Can hey, man, can we she get that, floats. Can we get that more central? Yeah, she floats. There she we go. moves her I hands like that. off. Yeah. I like that. It's over there. You know, right. so yeah, I mean, just code word uh, potatoes. When I say pass the potatoes, pretty much you're gonna free build. All right, the yeah, for sure. Time, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm just gonna grab a base. All right, we're starting. Right. Yeah, man, just start building. All right, I'm gonna be up so front. I feel bad. I cheated. I I was picking through, and I already <laughs> found some prime pieces. Dude, that's fine, man. I don't want to break the fourth wall. Apparently, uh, I, I mean, the guest I've had, it's been you know their first experience ever. Have you played with Legos? I know you. Were you ever invited to friends yeah. that had Legos? I no, was, I was like, them, I'm a young kid in like an older family. I'm on the younger side. Yeah. So I I never had a Lego set. I don't think my brother had a couple. I don't think I ever had like where I I don't ever I never took Legos out of like new packaging. But I had oh, tons yeah. of Legos. It was mm. always just like like these bins. It's just a mismatch. Like there's a boat. And then, like, some red pieces and then a piece of a spaceship. You never knew the source. I like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'd see the boat and think of a pirate set I had as a kid. Yeah, like a Viking ship. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is wonderful. But for me, it was more just like, <clears throat> um, oh, I guess the uh, the Vikings are landing in an alien planet. Right. Hmm. And half of their ship is uh, different colors. But it's that's the world you grow up in. <laughs> it's like it, when you go to a bad neighborhood and, like, you rarely see cars that are all the same color. 
It's just like a, a like a white hood or a green door. A mismatched <laughs> yeah. driver's side door. Yeah. <laughs> All of our cars always had one color. I'm proud to say that. Oh, man, that's good. Same here. You didn't have a mismatched door? We were poor, but we had class. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. So where are you from? I was born in Bakersfield, California. That's like the Kentucky of California right here, man. So... It's uh, it's the it's the <laughs> southernmost point of the San Joaquin Valley, so like when the ocean used to be higher or lower, I don't know. Anyway, when the water comes in through like San Francisco Bay, mm-hmm. it used to be, there is a inland sea. That's why it's so fertile. Like most of the nation's vegetables come from the San Joaquin Valley, and Bakersfield's the southernmost city. It's um, I don't know, it's a hub outside yeah. of like L.A. and San Francisco. In California, you have like your your Fresno, your Bakersfield, your what's it a hub for besides meth? Oh, dude! I, Jesus, uh, corn is from there. <laughs> Buck Owens, the band Corn with the K, or yeah, they have a Corn st- with the C. They like. have a street named after him, and the R is backwards That's on funny. the street sign. It's pretty sick. That's funny man. Um, yeah, but I'm from uh, uh, I'm, I was actually I'm actually from Tehachapi, California, which is forty mi- uh, forty minutes. I don't know how many miles from uh, Bakersfield, but uh. The hospital couldn't deliver babies because it's that small of a town. So they had to drive so my to mom to, to a city over. Yeah, yeah, we had to go to the <laughs> the nearest city with a decent modern medical facilities. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it's it's not that small of a town. It's like thirteen thousand, two hours from Los Angeles. So it's not that crazy and out of the way. But uh, we're known for our carrots and our apples. That's cool. So I see uh, you've yet to start building anything with your Legos. Yeah, it's hard. It's going to be one of those, man. It's hard. It's, it, you shed the layers because I'm thinking about both. <laughs> I think I'm going to go for a crossing of worlds like I was talking about. Because you've got a nice base here started, but that's all you've got started. All right, chill out, chill out. I didn't know I was going to be berated. Um, that, that'll work. What are you working on? I don't know, man. You know, I, I just let it flow. Oh, okay. I'm like a Bob Ross over here. Okay, don't take the hippie angle after you just fucking berated me. <laughs> fucking idiot. Hasn't even done anything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of a chill guy. No. <laughs> really. Hey, brother. <laughs> Listen. Hey, man. Quit throwing stones at my glass house. I invite you into my studio. Brad. By the way, man, thank you for helping me set up this new... Oh, yeah, studio. It's also hard to be entertained together when we've been together for a few hours. Yeah, guys, I mean, so I said up front, you host uh, the Hats Off. What's that podcast you host? Hats, Hats Off, Gloves Off. Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. Don't what act do you, like you don't know. Yeah, I actually Super producer. Pro- I produce it. Jeremy So Beam. it's one of the other ones I produce. Oh. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a, um, it's my baby. It's my love child. Um, I, had the, I had it with a slave, and I'm embarrassed of it. So it won't have my legacy or my will, but... It is It'll have my spirit and my genetics. Yeah, I mean, it is a mixed baby. It is <laughs> It is a mixed race baby, which everybody knows are beautiful. And uh, you guys should check out. What we do is we we bash people. That's a gloves off. Ding, ding, ding. And uh, that deserve it. And we give hats off to people that deserve it. So we're positive and negative. We, have a, we do, like, good news. We pr- spread positive stories, people that deserve it. And then we also take people down a peg that deserve it. And up until now... It's been audio only, but the studio you see before you is now going to be Hats Off, Gloves Off. That is correct. You guys can see that on their YouTube channel soon. Upon the, uh, what is it, what attempt is this? 19th, (laughs) at least. 
but uh, I think this this is promising. I, this, I think I we've think officially this is work out. we've officially built a Netflix studio in the living room. <laughs> it's um, come at me, Hollywood. Yeah, we just need a like a waterfall with yeah. inside of like a break room to we've really sell got, the we've aesthetic. We've got interns and everything, man. Here, I'm just gonna, you know what? You starting? You scratching your? No, I've I've got a nice base going. I'm uh, the motivation kicked in. I was just wheeling, and it's good enough now that I know where that's going. So I just want to develop the landscape once. Fair more. enough, man. It's good to see productivity. Uh, this one seems of to. It's gonna be it, like you said. It shuts down. You're either focused on the Legos, or you're focused on the interview. I uh, next question. I don't give a shit, dude. I'll fucking come fight at somebody. me, bro. Man, okay, creative vlogs. You know, so you are a stand-up comedian. You identify as a stand-up comedian. Uh, not yet fully. I still have a problem with that because I don't. It doesn't pay my rent. No, not yet. But you're working on it. Yeah, I'm a, an aspiring, aspiring comedian. In this capacity, comedian. at this outlet, yes, I am a comedian, Mitchell Phillips. Well, good. So an interesting thing I want to note is, you did used to live at the former Marty's Open Mic, which yeah, the for those who don't know, yeah, it was a uh, open mic comedy club that ran. Pretty much 365 days a year somehow. And um, Marty, the man who ran it. It's like 363. Yeah, 363. Marty, the man who ran it, allowed three lucky comedians to live inside the walls of this club. And Mitchell was fortunate enough to be one of them. Uh, Yeah, that's those are all true things. I uh, Sorry, I'm focused on finding a skinny piece. But uh, yeah, no, it was hell. It was... I think it was a net positive, all in all. But <laughs> there was like I had to like deal with like one of my roommates wanted to stab me for six months, uh, <laughs> and it was like literally. And I'm I've been deserving of stabbings. I've been in confrontations. I get myself in too deep sometimes. Sometimes I don't get myself deep enough to be honest with you. But um, this guy was a legit psychopath. Uh, go to the hats off, gloves off, and listen to our Marty's tribute episode when Marty's closed down and. We'd refer to the guy as Voldemort the whole time. Um, the guy was a legit psychopath, and he wanted to kill me, but he was a pussy. Um, he ruined our Game of Thrones premiere. How so? Didn't he? How so? Oh, wait, never mind. Different person. Oh, no, no, no. He ate... Um, he didn't. He ate a cake. Yeah, somebody made a, a comic to Magori. His girlfriend made him a wolf cookie, the biscuit from, like, I don't know, like somewhere in the middle, like season three or four of Game of Thrones. It's a prominent fucking, I don't know, scene or whatever. Nice little Easter egg. But anyway, uh, his girlfriend made that to him. He came straight to the club and put it in the fridge in the back. And then Sam Pick ate the entire thing. It was it was like it was made of like biscuit dough. It was it was like hard as fuck. It was like a southern biscuit you would like put gravies on, wait for it to get soggy before you dug in. He ate an entire it was like a like a square foot of fucking (laughs) Damn of a man. cooked biscuit, and he ate the whole thing, and he's like, I thought that was for me. <laughs> That's insane. So, I don't know, he's just a psychopath. Um, one of my roommates is a, um, what's his name, Josh Meyerowitz? <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Um, who I love, and he's a great guy, but uh, he has Asperger's. And there's, uh, who else? Jerron Horton was a roomie for a time, mm-hmm. Jonathan Tomlin. Um, what's his name, who melted down? Alex. Oh, Alex. He was. He lived. I took his room. Yeah. Oh, you so, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed the torch to me. I never lived with him. Oh. So uh, yeah, he was supposed to. We agreed. I shook hands with him. I was like, yeah. And, and between him and Marty, I was like, yo, in, in January, <laughs> let's have uh, all or like February. I'll move into your apartment. This isn't like July. 
I was like, oh, I'll take your room. And I'll, yeah, I'll take it over at that point. And then he had like a mental breakdown. And like three weeks later, they're like, hey, do you still want it? You know, take it now or never. And I was like, fuck. Here we go. Yeah. Because I was, I was living with a black guy and a Filipino lady. <laughs> it was, uh, he was an editor and she was a nurse. And it was just kind of a weird combo. You know what I mean? Yeah. The kind of black guy that he like, he went and just married a, f- a lady from the Philippines. Mm. And like, she's slowly bringing family over. They're all working as nurses. And uh, they sold it as an artist community, but they hated that I had weed on me. Damn. Not me, but a guy I know. But, uh, well, yeah. so Marty's was a nice transition. But what uh, I it to was ask? hell. It was a nice phase, but I'm definitely over it. Oh, yeah. You're, it's, I've got better. It, it's an end of it. I have error. better standards for my living now. Well, good. <laughs> and your comedy. It was just a commercial space in the back of like an office building. So that's what I wanted to ask you, though. So, what, like, looking at both spectrums of it, how, I mean, it had to help your comedy being right in a comedy club every day. Like, the days you did not want to get on stage, you could literally walk out in your boxers. Yeah, exactly. You need a glass. I always at least got one set in, which was nice. And when I, for the first, like, year I lived there, because I think I lived there for about two years, around there, give or take a few months, but uh, first year I lived there, I, um, I was going up, like, three or four times a night, you know? And then sometimes I'd stop somewhere else on the way home from work and get up, and then I'd get back home at, like, 9 o'clock and in three hours get, like, four sets. You know what I mean? Or, like, the back room was legendary. Yeah. There was a peak for that. Like, when the, like people would just go back there and you could do like a half hour or you could just tag team like go three of you back there do five minutes and just keep going back to back to back to back to back to back mm-hmm. you just get like five sets yeah in. um but it also was a huge negative in that it was a great place to hang out so so how was it yeah i mean it had to be detrimental like you come home and you just want to focus on writing and not be distracted. No, it was nice and in that regard. And blunts on the back patio. It was awesome because my room was there because I could just disappear. Like, I'll come out, have two beers after work, and then go into my room and, like, write or watch a movie or have dinner. And then I come back out at, like, 11 and people are still hanging out. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a different crowd. But, like, when you are in your, like, if I'm here writing and want to go see people, I have to go get in my car and drive to the club. Whereas, like, yeah. you could easily be distracted for hours when you were like, I'm going to go take a five-minute smoke break. Oh, yeah, and then I'll end up just, like, talking to Naz about, like, seeing aliens. Mm-hmm. Naz Janice, hilarious comic. But he's, uh... But, yeah, there is... there. I did that too much, where you just stay there. But it's because it was easy. That's why it was a detriment that the place was a good hang, you know? Yeah. But, um... No, I think it was a net positive overall. And it, it, it was a net positive, not just for me, but for everybody that, like, treated it well. Because I think it... It in itself was a test. Like, even if, like, you were the annoying guy that no one liked that kept coming, there was at least a respect and you kept coming. Yeah. Because most people were scared of that place. Like, known comics are like, that place sucks. But it's like, then why do some of the, like, Jamar neighbors, why does he come here? Yeah. Like, he's one of the funniest people. He's one of the funniest. I think he's the funniest person in Los Angeles right now. Mm -hmm. But it's, why does he come here if the place sucks? Or are you just a coward? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I definitely want to, I mean, because that's a unique perspective you got, man. Not many people will ever say they lived inside. It was a weird an time, open man. Mic com- an open mic comedy, not a, like a legit comedy club, like a yeah. comedy club legitimately made for open mic. It was a weird time, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, no, but I, I like it. I wouldn't trade it. Um, and such. Uh, but now I live in a, a luxury villa. Nice. Up in, um. I don't know what it is because I get mail for North Hollywood, Studio City, and Toluca Lake. 
um, Valley Village coming soon. But, uh, yeah, I like it. It's more like a small neighborhood valley, but it's in the middle of, like, studio, like Universal City and the Art District of NoHo clashing. Not far away at all. Yeah, so they're just, I'm right in the middle of two cities that are being gentrified, so it's kind of meeting in the middle. So it's still cheap, but it's nice. Um, How's your uh, spaceship coming? It's coming, dude. Yeah. Ooh. You guys hear a wolf? I've got wolves. Sometimes you guys might hear them howl in the background. It's part of it. Ooh, I need to put a guy in here. Can you pass the guys? Yeah, I was just playing with a few. Um, um, let me see. So, you know, let's go hats off, gloves off. You guys are like... Spit. 30-some episodes deep now, still grinding along at it. Yep. What's uh, been some creative blocks that you've experienced with that? Because you do have a co-host, Spencer Callender. Yeah. Who uh, will be on the podcast, too, soon. It's nothing I didn't expect. That's why it's like, I'm very trepidatious. I've been in production. I'm I've, Granted, I'm only 27, but I've been in production now for 10 years in, like, multiple jobs. And I understand what it takes to, like... To do things, you know what I mean? To make things. You know what I mean? People get ahead of themselves. They get ambitious. They fail, and then they give up. But, like, like for example, like, a comics, they'll be like, oh, let's shoot this as a sketch. Like, let's just, like, it's a, you go to a doctor's office, and he says this. And I'm like, all right, do you have at least a lab coat? On the most, on the smallest level, do you have a lab coat? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I do now. But that's the thing that you don't think of. It's like, how do I know he's the doctor? Do we have a clipboard? Do we have a... a you know what I mean? You don't need to get a doctor's office and a bench and all that shit. But like, she's like, oh, so uh, I wrote a sketch where these two people are on a train, and I'm like, <laughs> do you know the, like what that costs? Right. You, you'd like to put just things like flying by in the window. Yeah. If you don't know how to do that yourself, shit like that. So I'm like, I'm very patient, and I like try to like take ha hurdles yeah. as they come. And H Hogo is, it's been fun because I'm glad that I, like I don't know I'm passionate about the subject because it is like eternal. You know what I mean? It's evergreen. We're more using like news topics and like people throughout history to like as a launch pad to just bullshit yeah and try and be funny yeah because like so like i mean we were explaining up front you guys uh give shout outs and uh call out ar news articles people in the media yeah people that deserve it yeah does it's not limited on both sides just, uh, yeah and that's cool man um you know i think one of the blocks that as your producer that we had encountered was when you from inception we were actually producing out of uh marty's yeah and that was a uh the bunker r.i.p block yeah man we lost marty's go back Did he you just came in one day and was <laughs> like hey ac shutting down uh shutting down no yeah. we got the notice which is actually a baller move in hindsight because they're renovating it's gonna be a coffee shop or they're gonna take down that whole plaza now or whatever but marty's was above a pizza place and uh he Told Marty, he'd been there for like 20-something years. He told me, he was like, hey, no residents. It's not zoned. Um, they cited like that San Francisco warehouse fire where people died. <laughs> They're like, it's a new California law, commercial space living. So, um, which is b baller on the landlord's part. Yeah. Where he's like, he knows that if Marty doesn't have people living there, he can't pay his rent. The open mic. And he has to leave. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the open mic, it was $5 a person. And you got like, you know, anywhere between 2 and 90 people on a night. Yeah. So there's no like, but there's no reliability. So, without residents, he couldn't pay rent, and he had to bounce. Mm. Unfortunately. Um. 
How's your, uh, so what are you working on over there? Um, so it's a spaceship landing on an alien planet. He's going to be landing. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to stick to that. So he's landing on the beach, rolling on, landed on the water. They specced it out. I'm waiting. To, uh, should I make this an underwater vehicle? Oh, no, man. All right. Anyway, so anyway, they're investigating. This doesn't continue. We're not going to, once this ends, the building <laughs> ends. So that's <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> cut to six hours later, we're sitting here and the floor is still. Uh, All right. So <laughs> uh, these guys just arrived on this planet and um, there seems to be vegetation, life and a bunker here. So this guy has stepped off of the vessel to investigate. Dude, you know what? I don't want to waste time looking for a helmet. What if you mirrored yours? Oh, flip it? Flip it. And this is a fucking... I think I've just created your bunker. Because I've used all these little tribal people. What if... But turns out... Wait. wait there's cyborgs. Dude. You got my it's definitely a visual only. So, you guys, we've got video going now with single cam. Man, ideally here soon, though, we're going to get some better... Uh, I'd love to get, like, an aerial shot. Oh, yeah, here, help yourself. Let my genius creativity spark. This is what Creative Blocks is about here. So. This isn't made to be a vertical wall. No, bro. Wait, is this like. It's hidden behind a waterfall. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a like secret city. I feel like we could have made a waterfall. How do you make a waterfall? Man. You see that the, you're only limited by your imagination, but bro. we. This is as far as I got so far, and you want me to get into the. You put a lady on my land, and you get mad I had a waterfall. <laughs> Cut the frame here, and that's a beautiful waterfall. Okay, I'm gonna sit back here and work behind <laughs> the waterfall. I'm sorry, I ruined yours. Podcast. This is done. Interview over. That's a good spaceship. Yeah, sturdy. Um. <laughs> So, how long you been doing comedy? Oh, fuck, um, five years technically, but I didn't really start doing it till like a year and a half in. Yeah, I was just going like once a month. You know, I was living like a forty-minute drive away, so I was just going when I could. I was working a lot, but then I uh, changed jobs and started doing it a lot. I was was waiting tables, so I was making the same amount of money like four nights a week, uh, running tables and then serving eventually. Mm. But um, yeah, it's uh, uh, I don't know. Really, I guess like th three years I've been, you know, giving it the respect it deserves. Yeah. But uh, also like I'm coming up on like the, there's the disenchantment, you know. Because you there's mean? like practical wants you have, in like like milestones. Yeah. That I'm like, nah, I'm good. Keep my head down. Keep getting funnier. You know what I mean? Because as many good sets as you have, you still have the ones where you're just like, my instincts didn't kick in there. I yeah. didn't have that safety net. I didn't, you know what I mean? There's still reality checks and like hum he humblings. Mm -hmm. Humblings? Yeah. yeah. So but uh, Stay humble. Yeah, so I'm just like, I got, I got no reason to like rush anything. I knew going in. I'm a, I grew up a medium artist. Paints, uh, you know, mm -hmm. chalks, drawings, sketches, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know, like I... As an and as an athlete and like baseball, soccer, and then also like skateboarding, I understood the concept of this is going to take a long time to get good at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I went in. I was like, oh yeah. And then you li like obviously I came in in the podcast era in the early days where it was like 
they're very clear, but like, oh no, this is going to take you 10 to 15 years to be adequate. And I was like, all right, cool. Just I just need to know that. You know what I mean? That's the milestone I need to hit. And uh, it seems to be working, mostly. It's mm-hmm. a lot of two steps forward, one step back, but at least it's mostly forward. So one thing I'd like to know, what's your, uh, so what's like your process? How do you take an idea to stage? Like, how do you write your joke? Um, I don't know. I riff a lot. I like to be in the moment. I on like stage or off stage? Like, well, early on, and I still do this a lot. Like, it's my what I would call my process is, I think of a joke, or I hear something, or whatever. If, whatever I write down that I want to be a joke that I can mm-hmm. say on stage, I'll like either like bubble graph it or your spider web or whatever it is, you know, or like just try to brainstorm things like that, or like just write like a bunch of pages in a notebook. Just so that when I do go to stage, I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're at least coming from a standpoint. Even though it's super rough, you're at least coming from a point of view and not just like, if you're talking about it for three minutes, you might contradict yourself. You know what I mean? Just establish where you, what you actually think about the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I, be, I, I like Dr. Phil, but I also fucking hate Dr. Phil. So which, what, which one's real? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And come from that point of view. Um, I mean, as a niche subject. But I've become more like... Uh, writing on stage, you know, riffing, mm-hmm. and then becoming more of like the, I think it was like Bill Hicks. He was like, the materials to fall back on. Go up and be funny. Yeah. Fall back on your material. And uh, I try to do more of that. Like, the bits I have, like, I've got like, you know, five years in, I've got like 20 minutes I'll stand by, and I could probably do 40. But I, I, I'm only going to stand by 20 of it. Mm-hmm. And then I can, but I can fill time, and I can do this and that, but... uh that's not a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like to use them more as like, I like having fluff and having fun. And especially in the age where everything's going digital and everything, like if I want to do live standup, I got to give somebody something they're only going to get. Even if I'm doing two shows tonight, I got to give them something they're only getting at each show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can sit through both shows and it's going to be 80%, 75, 80% the same. The yeah. material is going to be the same, but the filler is all different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's experience because yeah. why? Why won't I? Why not watch this on YouTube? Like people are hopefully watching this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I like having just like just keeping like balloons, just keeping them up, like jokes. Like when I realize I haven't done that one in a while, it's part of my holster. It's mm-hmm. one of my ammo. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just like keep it good enough, keep it hot. You know what I mean? Don't forget about it. But like, how go up there and like have like maybe a first joke, few jokes, like shows. I like it being like just like relaxed about it you know what i mean i don't want to be like what what's the order what am i doing this and i like going up like i've got eight minutes do open with this and then see where you go i have like a showcase list you know what i mean like a joke about my parents um what is it like a ethnic joke and then uh what is the third one your favorite joke it's that's like the mitzi short combo i heard about a long time ago but it, there's different versions of that. But there's the showcase. You know what I mean? Like, it's this joke, this joke, this joke. You know exactly down to the, like, this is, f- you know, four minutes and 52 seconds to mm-hmm. give time on, you know, bumpers on either sides for a five-minute set. But then, but I don't really do set lists. Like, I don't think I've ever done the same set twice outside of those. Like, you know, deliberate showcases, timed sets. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like I said, like, I like having things in my holster. Because, I don't know, it's like... 
I fuck around and I'm very like I don't know uh, shady or like seems manufactured when it's going. But when you're in a set and you go into that like flow state and you're having a good show, mm-hmm. everything I talk about is stuff I actually give a fuck about and that I I talk about with fucking while smoking weed like on a pot patio somewhere doing comedy, you know, with the comics. Yeah. Or like at a diner. So it's stuff I actually am interested about that I bring up in conversations. You know what I mean? So it's like it can flow anywhere. You know what I mean? There's some bits where it's like this one has to go after this one. And if I want to do this, I got to do this like two jokes before, you know, because mm-hmm. there is like primering. And that's part of like the craft of the things you learn. Like you got to warm people up in certain regards. Um, well, inside baseball. But there's really like. I don't know. There's a there's a fun in just like falling back and just like seeing where you go you know what i mean when you're in that you're doing comedy and you're like three or four sentences ahead kind of in your head just go oh yeah yeah like which way do i go or that would be funny or a joke that's like four minutes you just you just steal a line from it because it works you're like fuck that whole joke i just need to say this right here because this lady said something in the crowd Mm -hmm. those are the best that was one thing i loved about ralphie may was like he had such a catalog of jokes where like he looked like he was just uh (laughs) <laughs> thinking of something off the whim, but it would just organically riff into <laughs> a joke that he had years back. Yeah. And he would be so good about doing that and just being able to flow. Well, that's a huge skill. That's like a thing that like that f- hurts. When you're like going on and you have to like address something that was going on in the room or like the comic before you or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you and then there's a clear line when you're new whether it's like all right, so uh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, that was crazy, and like, you you riff a couple things, people are laughing, and then you're like, all right, so anybody been to the laundromat, and it just dies? Right. They can tell you're not being, you're not on the same wavelength as them. You're not being spontaneous, or like, uh, you know, it's manufactured. Not even that. It's just you're not on the same vibration as them. This guy just came up and killed, and you're got you're in your own head, going like trying to get on your vibe, or you had yeah. something to work on, or you just wanted to survive this set. And then these people, just they're just not on the vibration. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it sucks because you just have to follow a a killer. It could be somebody that's literally the complete opposite of you, or somebody that's in like the same vein as you. You know what I mean? Most people are like anywhere in the middle doesn't really matter. But like, I'd rather not follow a loud black comic or Naz Janis. You know what I mean? Just because Naz and I are also was like. Like a loud black, well dressed comic, and uh, like they're gonna not gonna. Uh, it's gonna be hard switching. I'm gonna have to do jokes I don't want to do. You know what I mean? I'll have to go into the craft to get yeah. them on my side. Waste a couple minutes to earn their I'm funny. As a and then, uh, but like if it's Naz, it's like oh great, they don't want to sit through two guys that are making references to like voodoo and child pedophile cults. Yeah, and comparing midgets to animals, you know, so. But, like, comics in between those two spectrums, two sides of the spectrum, I think are, um, I don't know, the most fun because it's easy, mm-hmm. but they're not the ones that, like, make you a good comic. You've quit building on me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm into the podcast part. <laughs> we got to keep, like, a bell or something, <laughs> like, every two minutes. I know. I hate calling people out, but it's like, uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I added a control panel a minute ago. I've already built a mobile... Oh, you know what? Add here's, on over here. Here's more steering controls. I'm into details. All right, I'm sorry. You're I'm a big you're a big picture guy. You know, uh, it's fine. It happens, man. I'm. It's a pulley. Possibly, man. What we find in these bins? That's cool. 
is uh, years of a childhood collection between among my uh, brother and myself. <laughs> I respect it. I like it. You might find pieces that have teeth marks on them. I don't know. If so, we'll throw them away so the next guest doesn't see them. But f- for a, from a dog? No, nah, I'd like to tell you a dog, but it's more likely <laughs> me or my brother. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it's okay. Uh, oh, this one opens. Um, Hey, we were just talking off mic before this got started about social media, man. What's up? How do you find, um, do you have any creative blocks that you find difficulties dealing with social media as a comedian? No, my blocks with social media is, I'm, f- like, we talk about it and it's interesting, you know what I mean? And there is ways to, like, I want to do it without fucking, like, selling my soul or taking it to, like, a scientific level, you know what I mean? Yeah. These like the algorithms make sense to a point, but it's not really like a. Uh, I don't want to be manufactured. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, on a genuine level, but like I was saying, like you got to make people come see your live show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for that, I think a live show in the future is a bonus, especially in comedy. If I want to be a comedian, I got to pe- make people a fan of me. And then when I come to your town, it's a bonus. You're a fan of me year-round. I want you to listen to me. You know, hopefully most of the stuff I put out, audio-wise, podcast-wise. And mm-hmm. if, if you're that type of person, I would appreciate when you... I'd like to reward you by not playing a club, playing a smaller venue or like a self-rented venue where I can keep the ticket prices low and you can come see me and everybody wins. Mm-hmm. You know, you paid for my gas money or my airfare to get out there. It's a win-win. Yeah, and uh, it all it cost you was you know half the price it would have spent would have t- taken you to have a night out you know yeah and I think that's the era we're coming in but you got to be a fan of the person you know what I mean you and in terms it. of social media I'm an old soul I talk about this with Spencer all the time and Spencer still has problems with it but I've given in in terms of like all right I dedicate all Instagram I'm just doing one social media I'm just on Instagram and that's it because I wish I didn't because I'm really fighting the fucking computer age I'm gonna be my, if I have kids soon they're gonna be the ones like wearing dreadlocks in like the post-apocalyptic future movie like my dad my pa taught me we're the resistance how old are you son i'm 27 so and you've already passed like the being wanting to carry a phone in front of you daily vlogging because that's now like as a 16 17 year i feel like that's the norm well it is now i think i was the beginning of that generation my generation 26 27 28 year olds now are the people who started that we when i was like a junior senior in high school is when the selfie stick came out yeah uh you know like that was when, like, kids you went to school with started YouTube channels. You know, shit like that. It's like, who the, who gives a fuck? But I, in hindsight, now it's just because, like, like I said, I'm on the younger end of an older family, apparently. So it's, I don't know, I'm a man of yesteryear yeah. in, in terms of that stuff. But my generation is, I'm, I'm really out of place in terms of that. Like, all my friends are, like, 30 to 40. <laughs> because it's just, I don't know, the, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in a weird split of like in between generations yeah. and all my references are older people. So like, a, like I'm a Lego generation. My little brother couldn't imagine not having a cell phone. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Fucking social media, man. She's a bitch. I remember like driving around looking for a payphone when payphones were like in neighborhoods. You remember where it was just, it's like a residential neighborhood and there's a payphone on the corner. I don't know if that's where you from, but we had call boxes. <laughs> <laughs> or just like uh, j- tr- waiting like an hour for um, like 
porn to load from the top of the screen, just like a still picture. You know? Yeah. Even like psychologically. Like I think I'm I'm really gonna join the resistance I of the robot even. army. Is the uh your team robot? No, I'm against robot. Like I think it's it really is like not as people aren't taking it as big of an issue as it is. And it worries me. That's why I don't want to give in too much. But you gotta, you know, live. You gotta operate in the the new world. But I, it does it does keep me up. <laughs> what are you working on? I'm just adding shrubbery, detail. Fluff. Yeah, I'm adding consoles to yeah. the spaceship, uh, like a cage. How are we on time? <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the production you know I'm, I've spent so many years behind camera it was diff it was weird trying to be like oh now I need a producer yeah. luckily it's gonna be one of those things where a mechanic drives a bad car oh yeah he's tired you of working on everybody else's car yeah, I just I don't care anymore as long as it gets me from point A to point B I don't know. Nothing's sparking my interest, man. I'm looking for inspiration no. in this bucket. Ooh, with this. I don't know, so did you play? I mean, so. That could be nice. What was, what's your Lego history? My Lego history? Just buckets. Tote buckets. That's what you're saying. So like. Just like, yeah. Like, found this bin at a yard sale. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Or uh, cousins. My, uh, my mom's stepbrother. So was more like my uncle. Or he was my uncle, but he's more like my cousin. It was just, yeah, just shit like that. You'd get hand-me-downs, or we were big on yard sales. Um, uh, well, I've literally anywhere. built this entire fortress over here. What are you talking about? I built a ship. I got a ship, too. And a beach. Yeah, but that ship sucks, dude. Whatever, man. Look at her. This bitch is made to ram. Made to ram. It's got yeah, too much surface area. It needs to come to an angle. She's got That's too it's much. a he, and he's just got long hair. Sorry, I just thought it was a female based <laughs> on Qui-Gon Jen no, over here. It needs to come to a point. Otherwise, you're just slamming a wall against a wall. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's what this point's for. This guy's... He's like a jouster. This guy has see? light speed. Do you see how he's... Fucking light speed, dude. I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know, man. Light speed. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just separate my base. <laughs> what do you got? Nothing of note. The fire department of Legoland. Uh, dun 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 dun. What's the next one? Uh, man, oh, I don't know. I dropped Let's one. See, you pretty much answered the creative blocks. What, like, I mean, any creative advice you want to give? What's something like you um, wish? Like, what's something you struggle with on the personal? Like. As an artist, like on your own, like if you look at your overall artist career, where you from point A to point B, where you want to be, really, what are, you per what are you focused and struggling with right now? I think it's really just do it, and like I said, with like growing up doing like sports, you know what I mean. If you want to do a, if you can ollie, learning an ollie is crazy, and then turning that into a kickflip, like failing ten thousand times, that thing of like just like looking back and realizing how much progress you've made. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, just just doing it. And then, it, uh, like, I've got plenty of things I'm all right at because I got into them for six months. 
You know what I mean? And I spent too much money on like supplying up, and then I just dropped the hobby. Oh yeah, story of my life. Bro. With stand up, I've been sticking with. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's some things that like some of those hobbies have helped in stand up. You know what I mean? Like what? Uh, drawing is huge. Like, uh, although that's not something I picked up and dropped, but like, that's just a skill I have. Yeah. That I, my entire life, I loved drawing, and uh, you know, then I got into acrylics, and then like, eventually found my home, and like after like doing it and getting good at specific things and understanding, being able to do something technically well, you know, pa- being able to paint something medieval style, and then learning, you're like, no, now I'm gonna do a goofy cartoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? In your own style, knowing it's non-derivative, mostly. You know, we all stand on the shoulders of giants, but really just, like, doing something you want to do and this and that, and then that falling apart by the time I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like, oh, wait, I, this skill I put in the hibernation for a couple years is now helps me to make or- original flyers. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Or just, like, even for this podcast, just knowing, like, basic graphics, composition, color theory. You know, shit right. like that. Yeah, I mean, we were talking, I mean, photo editing. You still got to know that shit. Yeah, well, Unless part of that is like, it. yeah, like, that's why I use those examples of, like, basic things, foundational things of uh, composition, color, framing. Because those are, I don't know, uh, static. Yeah. But the, <laughs> like, like the program, I, I went to school on, like, Creative Suite 5 and Toon Boom and then like you don't pay attention for a year and you're shit out of luck you can't you're not going to be able to hold your water in a job dude I do I um you know my day gig I work in the tech industry mostly with uh entertainment mm-hmm. the entertainment world and um I find myself a lot of times with these these designers especially with these studios they'll have like Photoshop 2009 or something like CS6. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, it doesn't work anymore. And then you update them. And it's so new that like they'll come back complaining like, but wait, everything's different. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, what was it? Well, like Windows XP was pretty close to, what was it, Windows 7? But then Windows They kind of just 10. updated it. Yeah, and then they updated the new ones. Like, it's a tiles. There's no, like, start. Cortana. Yeah, that, that shit is weird. And I could imagine, like, because that happened, because we were always behind. We our computers were always backed up when we were little. So you get a you get on like a school computer, and you're like, I got no idea what to do. What what is this? Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, I mean, it was essentially yeah, probably the same boat in Kentucky. You know, you get introduced. That's why some of these fucking um, what are they magnet schools? That they give iPads magnate to the magnate school. See, they're not attracting people <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's weird. You don't know what the expensive school's called. So they give fucking like iPads Mispro- to the mispronouncing magnate school. It has its own poetic it justice. Oh shit, that's way too top heavy. This poor horse. Oh, can we attach this anymore. to somewhere in yours? Yeah, we're back. Oh no, wait. No, I like wait. Sorry, Lego time, guys. Um, oh, right here. Wait, back it up. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we've got the video of this one. But, um, yeah, man, ideally, anybody out there that wants to just donate video camera to this podcast, come at me. Um, but, like, a nice aerial camera to cut to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Here, wait. 
I am going to, uh, guys, while Mitch sits here and connects our creations together, I am making uh, Creative Blocks um, its own Instagram. And I'll start posting like these. I'm going to take photos of these creations. I've already got, you know, I got Byron's and I've got Rogers too. Um, I'm going to start posting them just so I don't spam my own Instagram, you know? So keep an eye on that. So, Mitch, anything else? I was really just going to build something to go in this observatory now that I connected them. I'll get a little boat here. It can just be drifting through. Oh, a canal. Yeah. Boom. Here, boom. Wait, pick yours up. No, no, that's not going to fit. No, we got to put them underneath. Here, no. Here, wait, wait. Get this. Do this. I was like, we got these little blue bases. Pick yours up. Put it on that side. I'll put the boat in there. And the boat's flooding. Little boat boy. Okay. Success, sir. Boom. Um, Wish so I had more water. Yeah. Should I drink? I was drinking it too much. No, it's okay. We're done. I, We're I just want to know where can they find you? At Mitchell Fill Up, M I T C H E L L F I L L U P on, like I said, Instagram only. If you uh, if you message me on Facebook, I'll check it every two to three months. Yeah, I don't have Facebook. Um, hats off, gloves off. Oh, at Hogopod at uh, no roots of laughter at Hogopod. Yeah. At Hogopod, Mitchell and Spencer, that's where we give updates. Uh, send at Robot Spencer your dick pics. Unsolicited uh, pictures of your penis, somebody else's penis, a random penis. You Google find a penis. Just send them to at Robot Spencer on Instagram. I'm out. Okay, guys. At Beam Jeremy, Jeremy Beam, one of the two on uh, all things social media. Creative Blocks is coming. It's on Instagram, guys. This video, if you're watching, you already found it. It's on my YouTube, at Jeremy Beam. Keep up. Um, until next time. Bye. Thanks for having me.